gift to us. And he has ministered to our church over the years, over and over. And I can say the reward that this house has received from him as a minister of the gospel has been a blessing and it has brought life to this house. Can I have an amen on that? It has brought blessing. It has brought life. It has brought reward. It has brought an increase. And I know in this region, many, many churches do not believe the prophet still exists. They believe it has it, it, it ceased as a gift. And I am here to tell you it has not ceased. And uh, we believe in the gift of the prophet. And as you receive a prophet, you will receive the prophet's reward today. You're going to be blessed today. God is going to speak to you. And I just want to encourage you to receive. And one of the things that even my son Joel last week said uh, when, when Shelly was introduced as she ministered, uh, we need to begin to learn a greater honor and culture of honor. When that eat, What happens is in the house of God, we become familiar with each other. And we don't honor and revere one another, the gifts of who we are. And so I really want to just give Dennis a new covenant welcome. Let's receive the prophet, and we will receive the prophet. Amen. Welcome, Denny Kramer, to the house. We love you. We love you. We love you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to bring this down here. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Pastor Eric, for making up all those nice things about me. Amen. Uh, so good to be here. Uh, I got to tell you that you got some cute babies. Just look at these babies. Look at that. Look, you are a cutie. Yes, you are. Yeah, who's that, Daddy? Who is that man talking to me, huh? You are a cutie pie. Look. And she's out like a light, but she's a cutie pie. And there, look at that. That's a cutie pie, and that's a cutie pie. You have cute babies. Yes, you do. You have cute babies in this house. Yes, you do. They're adorable. Amen. So good to be here. Uh, it's a long way to get here. Amen. From Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Uh, a long and boring drive, but thank God for interstate highways. Amen. Yeah. It gets you there on time. Well, I've got a number of things that I want to do this morning. Uh, I do want to thank you as a church for your love and support and prayers. I did have a heart attack in January. Uh, I've recovered fully. I feel great. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, and I just want you to know uh, that, uh, and this is something that was just really coming to me since I got here in Newcastle, the Lord began to put you on my heart as a church. Uh, and he began to impress me, listen carefully, with how pleased he is about you. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm here. I don't go from church to church and just say that's because I'm in a new church. But I really do mean to say this, that my uh, impression is that the Lord is very pleased with you as a church. That he has built this church on a firm foundation. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's no other foundation that can be laid that has already been laid, which is the person. Listen, it's the person of Jesus Christ. That's the foundation. It's a person. Yeah. And so you have built your church uh, on a person, the person of Jesus Christ. And I just have a sense that I could prophesy this, maybe I am, that God is really, really pleased 
not only has he been with you, but he will be with you. And I'm supposed to tell you that he's going to go before you beginning today and he will map out his direction for you as a church. And the Lord told me to tell you, just follow him. Amen. If you're a leader, follow him. If you're a follower, follow him. Just follow him. And I had a sense that he was so pleased uh, and even overjoyed uh, with what you have become as a church. And I'm supposed to tell you that you have his approval. That's a big deal. And he's encouraging you and uh, he's uh, supporting you. And he has been with you and will be with you. You may know all these things, but I think I'm prophesying to you that you're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep going where you're going. And I'm supposed to tell you that the government always has been upon his shoulders. And of the increase of that government, there will be no end. And of his peace. So he's in charge is what that means. He's in charge. And so he's in charge of this church. He's pleased with you. Keep doing what you're doing. You have his endorsement. I want you to know that he's endorsing you. He's standing behind you. And you can expect him to vindicate you. In what area? In every area. Let him stand behind you and vindicate you. And the Lord told me to say this to you. He's got your back. What do you mean? He's got your back. He's in your corner any way you want to put it, but he's got your back. So this needs to be a a, a great relief uh, to you that he's got your back. So I want you to know he's with you. He's for you. He loves you. He likes you. And I am standing in a healthy, vibrant, alive, New Testament church. And you are not apologetic for the supernatural. You welcome the apostolic. You embrace the prophetic. You speak in tongues and you're not embarrassed. Do not apologize for your DNA. Oh, well, I'm Irish-American, or I'm German-American, or I'm an African-American, or I'm a Swedish-American. That's great. We don't apologize for those things in the natural. We are who we are. It's our DNA. Well, don't apologize for your spiritual DNA. Don't make excuses for it. Don't apologize for it. Do not compromise over it. Be who you are. If you're a tongue talker, increase in your daily tongue talking. If you're prophetic and go to Russia, that young woman, prophesy, where's that lady? Prophesy over everything that moves. That's why you're going. I can't make it. You go and prophesy over everything that moves. See, I like that. She goes, okay. So God is with you, God is for you, God likes you, and God loves you. You're a healthy, vibrant, New Testament church. In fact, you are the pillar and the ground of the truth. What do you mean? Read the Bible. The church is the pillar and ground of the truth. 
And the Bible tells us in Ephesians that the manifold wisdom of God is being made known to and through you, the church. To who? To principalities and powers. Did you hear that? This morning, angels are listening in on what's happening here in Newcastle, Indiana, believe it or not. Newcastle, Indiana. And demons and devils are outside listening in, scared to death about what God is doing. That's what this says. That the man, Ephesians, the manifold wisdom of God is being made known to and through the church. To who? To demons and devils, angels, principalities and powers. The entire spirit realm is listening in to what's going on in the church. Why? Because the church is the agent of the kingdom. Oh, the, the church is the agent of the kingdom. God gets the kingdom to us through the church. Demons and devils are not listening in on the United Nations this morning. They're not creeping into the Pentagon listening to what's going on. They're listening in on what's going in on and through and to the church. This is where it's happening. This is where the wisdom of God is being made known. This is where you want to be. This is ground zero. This is the hot seat. Amen. This is where it all started, and this is where it will all end, in the church. In case you didn't know it, we're in the church age. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. So, I got that off my chest. Amen. I got to tell you, folks, and this is the truth, I couldn't wait to get here. I've had you guys on my mind and my heart for days, almost preoccupied. That's the way God's made me. Wherever I'm going next, I just zoom in about a week ahead. I just zoom in. That's the way I'm made. All I can think about is coming here, driving here. Didn't want to think long about driving here, but I wanted to think about getting here. I wanted to think about getting here. Uh, And I've had you on my mind and I've had you on my heart Uh, And I want you to know that I'm with you and for you. And it's so exciting to be among God's people. You know, the church. You know, the pillar and ground of the truth. You know. Uh, And this sure beats being a Muslim. Amen. Amen. And this sure beats being a Hindu. You might as well say it. It sure beats being a Hare Krishna. Come on. It sure beats being a Buddhist. Come on, Buddha's dead. It sure beats being in a cult. I don't want to be a Mormon. I don't want to be a Jehovah's Witness. Can I go down the list? I am so glad to be in the truth. And here's what makes us right, and here's what makes them wrong. Here's what makes us right, and here is what makes them wrong. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what you sense. It doesn't matter what you know. What matters is what God said. This is what makes us right, and this is what makes us wrong. Heaven and earth will pass away. This, this will never pass away. And the entrance of this brings light. Right here, this, 
brings light, illumination, guidance, direction. This is what makes you right. And violating this is what makes you wrong. So we are people of the Word. I love coming to churches that are people of the Word. This is bread. This is meat. Read it. We don't not, we not live by bread alone, but by every word. By every word. This is bread. This is sustenance. This is meat. And you need a lot of meat. You need protein. So get the protein of God in you. Amen. We're people of the Word. Or we used to be. Let's get back to being people of the Word. Amen. All right. I got these things. I had to get off me, Elger, and I appreciate the opportunity to get them off of me. Amen. Pastor Gary and your bride, please stand up. I forgot your name already. Hi, Pam. God bless you. Turn on that smart device. And here's what I'm supposed to tell you. You are, in fact, in a time of transition, out with the old and in with the new. And the Lord says, get ready to pass the baton. I'm transitioning, transitioning, transitioning you two out from the old into the new. There's been some controversy. There's been some issues. There's been some criticism. But I will deal with the critics. You do do. You two do what I've called you to do. So get ready to transition. What I saw was you two passing the baton. Get ready to pass the baton to the next runner in the next leg of the race. I will be with both of you. I will use you in ways that you never thought equipped to be used. But the Lord would say a brand new fresh anointing is on you and on you. I am not going to retire either of you. I'm going to refire both of you. And you'll begin to see, my daughter, in the spirit realm like never before. You'll begin to see the demonic on people. You will set captives free here and abroad, here and abroad. And you, man of God, are going to come into your ministry better late than ever. You're going to be a late apostolic bloomer there. God would say, you saw everybody else develop apostolic. And said, well, I'm just this pastor teacher. Well, we'll see. Shift, shift, shift. Apostolic, apostolic, apostolic. God says, get ready to sow apostolic seed. Get ready to bring Bring order to the church and churches outside of this region. I will send you and you as my ambassadors, says the Lord, and you too will set the crooked places straight. There are also a number of personal private burdens that have been placed upon the two shoulders that you two have said, we're tired of carrying this stuff. And I'm going to lift there. You're welcome. My yoke is easy. Take upon me my yoke and my burden light. Easy yoke, easy yoke, light burden, light burden. I'm lifting, lifting, lifting the heaviness off of both of you. And the Lord would say, there's a spirit of criticism that has come against you. It's a devil. It's a devil. It's begun to criticize you too in areas where not only were you not guilty, but you were flat out innocent. I'm going to find that person. I'm going to expose that person. And God would say, you guys will transition to the next place of ministry with your reputations intact because I'm going to defend both of you and I'm going to vindicate both of you, says the Lord. Amen. 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 Go get them. Go get them. Amen. Now, uh, Pastor uh, uh, told me uh, earlier that uh, Pastor Gary and his bride were going to be here and we go way, way back, and I like him because he has more gray hair than I do. Amen. Slap me five. But he does have more hair than I do, so I don't like him now. 
but I remember vividly being there with the churches in Anderson. And when uh, Pastor Eric said that you guys are going to be here uh, just before the meeting, I began to see you two running a race. Um, and you weren't like this, getting ready to receive the baton. You guys headed out like this, ready to pass it. So I've not spoken to him about either of you, except I know you pastor, or I think you do. Uh, but it is a new season, and you're going to pass the baton. But there's going to be a shift in your direction and in your ministry. But your days of productivity are before you. Uh, so you're going to be just amazed at what God begins to show you about people. And you're going to begin to see dark shadows on people's bodies. And it will be an indication of a spirit of infirmity. And you'll break that off of people. But then you're going to see demonic stuff, like really pretty bad demonic stuff. And you're going to break it off of people. So welcome to the ministry. So to me, I would, I would not have identified anything apostolic because I don't know you that well. I know you're pastoral. But as you transition and as you pass the baton, there's a new direction for both of you. And I actually saw you going into churches and making crooked places straight, bringing order, bringing order. Lots of apostolic work is done outside of the pulpit. It's not like a big pulpit thing. Paul said, when I come to you, I'm going to bring order. I'm going to put in order those things that need to be put in order. And I see some uh, further... Um, or initial apostolic work coming your way to do. And you're going to do it in a very business-like manner. You're just going to sit down and say, well, here's what I would do. So I see you helping to reorganize and restructure and really bring order to other churches. Isn't that awesome? And there is an individual. I believe it manifested through an individual. But there has been a personal attack against you two. And uh, this individual, I believe it's coming through an individual, but I saw a spirit, for lack of a better understanding, call it a spirit of accusation, uh, a spirit of the accuser of the brethren. It's attached itself to someone in your church, someone in leadership, and they're just really, really, really annoyed, and they're attacking both of you. So whether you're aware of this attack or not, the Lord is going to expose the spirit behind that person, and you're going to have more people align themselves with you in your corner, in your camp and it won't be just you two having to say well this is what we feel others are going to begin to see it so the Holy Spirit is going to expose the spirit in and on this person who has begun to come against you in a personal attack that's pretty good is that what you told me to say Eric before the meeting started did I get it right good all right anyway the Lord bless both of you the Lord bless both of you amen Everybody doing good this morning? Amen. Man, you guys are the pillar and ground of the truth. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, my dear, would you please stand up real, real quick? What's your first name? Amy. Hey, Amy. Uh, during the worship, I know when I walked into the sanctuary, I saw you. And the Lord told me to tell you, you've been believing God for years for a breakthrough, but it hasn't come through. There's been no breakthrough with a breakthrough. Um, now, a breakthrough means a breakthrough. It means advancing. It means being promoted. It means getting out of where you are and getting to what God has for you. So the opposite of a breakthrough is being stale and stagnant and stuck. 
in circumstances that you can't control. So, Lord told me to tell you you've been praying for a breakthrough and haven't gotten it. But the Lord says there, it's going to commence. About seven days from now, things are going to start happening. So in the meantime, just praise me and prepare, prepare, prepare. You're going to, be, you're going to need to be more mobile, more flexible, more pliable in order for God to move you ahead. So this is the preparation. I just saw you limbering up. You know how athletes limber up, you know, before they get ready for an athletic event? You're supposed to limber up supernaturally and get ready for what's going to begin in about seven days, and it's going to last seven months. I just saw a huge uh, um, uh, ship, um, an ocean-going vessel, like, you know, real big, long ocean-going vessel, like a 900-foot-long cruise ship. And a little bitty motorboat, you can turn on a dime. But those big ocean-going vessels, believe it or not, they need about five to seven miles to turn around. Get what I'm saying? So when the captain issues an order to the guy who's steering the ship, hey, let's go this way, it takes five to seven miles for that huge ocean-going vessel to change directions. So don't be impatient. It's going to take a little time for the Lord to change the direction of your life. But get ready for a new direction, says the Lord. I'm also supposed to tell you that there's a litany of wounds and hurts and scars that have built up over your life on your person on your heart if you understand what I'm saying and the Lord said there I'm going to go right down the list and heal every hurt every wound every scar uh, every uh, abandonment every betrayal every form of abuse that was ever perpetrated upon you I am the healer I don't cure I heal and I'm healing you putting you back together again get ready for your breakthrough says the Lord wow my dear, would you please stand up? What's your first name? Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. How old are you? 22. 22. Stay away from men. Amen. Good. <laughs> I made that up. Lord says, my daughter, I am preparing you for future leadership in the kingdom. Things have not gone smoothly the last year, year and a half. There's been some ups and downs, some areas of discouragement, despair, and depression. The depression is not me. I did not put that spirit of heaviness on you. So I break it off of you now. You're going to feel like a million pounds of stuff have come off of you because a million pounds of stuff are coming off of you. But I'm preparing you for a future role of leadership in the church. You're not being punished. You're being trained. You are not being punished. You are being trained for a future responsibility, for a future role of leadership in my house, says the Lord. Amen. Go get them. Now you got to remember this, that prophecy speaks to what? It speaks to potential. And I'm supposed to do this, so I'm going to do it. So I want to tell you real, real quick. When someone prophesies over you, here's the four things you're going to do. When someone prophesies over you, you're going to prove it. When you get a prophecy, whether it's Gary and his wife or whether it's this precious, whoever you are, when you get a prophecy, you have a responsibility. Yes. The old teaching, well, put it on the shelf, and if it's God, it'll come to pass. That's a bad teaching. Yeah, yeah. You have a responsibility to prove it, Amen. to test it, to try it, now watch, and to judge it. Oh, Prophet Kramer, 
are you telling me to uh, uh, question uh, God's ability to speak? Absolutely not. I am questioning our ability to hear. Because God speaks infallibly. But man hears fallibly. In other words, God speaks without any error. Man hears subject to error. So the first thing you need to do is prove, test, try, and judge. It means, in a word, make a determination. You need to make a determination. Yes, as far as we know, this is God. That's the first thing you do with a prophecy. The second thing you do with a prophecy is make sure you get an inner witness to it. This is where you own your prophecy. You own it right here. What do you mean? My wife really felt that was God. Well, great, but you need to feel it was God. Well, my pastor thought it was awesome. You need to feel it was awesome. With your personal prophecy, you need an inner witness. Very, very important. 99% of your communication with the Father will be through the form of an inner witness. So you got to get used to it. And when it comes to your prophecies, you got to have that inner knowing, that inner voice, that inner witness. That's the second thing you do. The first thing you do is judge it. The second thing you do is you need to get an inner witness. Amen? For example, stand up, young man. What's your first name? Chris. Hey, Chris. When I looked at you, there was a pastoral call all over you. God's taking you through all kinds of stuff to get your focus on Him. You're distracted. You don't mean to be distracted, but you're cut up in 50 different pieces. you got half your brain here, half over here, a piece back here. In fact, the Lord says, I'm breaking the past off of you. Don't relive it one more day. But the Lord would say, what I am doing is I've enrolled you in a school on how to be uh, less awkward, how to be more... Um, <laughs> See, I haven't gotten to them yet, so you will have the last laugh. But God said, I'm going to remove uh, social awkwardness. I'm going to remove uh, inhibitions. Uh, I'm going to make you highly relational. You have uh, a counseling anointing. You have a mercy gift. But God would say, I enrolled you in a school about five years ago to make you more a man's man. And so the Lord would say, get ready, young men are going to be drawn to you. I'm not telling you to quit your job, go to Bible school, call yourself a pastor. I said the pastoral unction and anointing and instinct is on you. So God is in the process. Listen, God is in the process of training you and equipping you for pastoral responsibilities in the church. That's what's on you. So welcome to the ministry. Amen. Now what's he got to do with that? He's got to prove it. I'm, listen, I've been around a long time. I know people put on their smiley face and they act like they like everything I say and the, they understand everything I say. That's not true. I know some of you don't like what I say, but watch. I don't care. <laughs> and I know that some of you don't get it. I understand that. That's why you've got to prove this stuff. Gee, was he right or not? That's proving it. Then he needs to get that inner witness that I talked about. The second thing, he needs to own this. Are you his wife? How long have you guys been married? Five, six 
Let's start over. Let's start over. Are you guys married? How long have you been married? 2012. What? Oh, see, this was very, he said 20-something. I went, wait a minute, she just said five. Anyway, he uh, and she, they need to have an inner witness. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I've had people come up to me all year, every year I travel. People have prophecies for me, and, and I know what to do. I prove them, and I get an inner witness. If I don't get the inner witness, I don't do anything with them until I get an inner witness. Amen. Uh, young man right here holding this little baby, uh, I don't know you or anything about you, but wasn't that an awesome word about this pastoral grace all over that, that young man right there? Wasn't that an awesome word? Amazing. Stand up. <laughs> With your little baby boy, huh? Little sparkle farkle. Uh, what's your first name? Austin. Hey, Austin. Well, there was a pastoral grace over him. When I looked at you, there is an evangelistic grace there all over you. The Lord would say evangelism, evangelism, evangelism to your daddy. You're welcome. You may be seated. Now, he needs to own that. He needs to prove it, and he needs to own it. He needs an inner witness. What is he talking about? That's often the first response that you have toward the word of the Lord. Read the Bible. When God spoke to, Ad, uh, to Abraham and to Sarah, what was her initial response? She laughed. She didn't get it, and neither will you. She laughed. What was Gideon's initial response? response an argument and what do you mean he wasn't open to nothing it was an argument oh really mighty man of valor i don't think so and the lord is with me no way and then he questioned the word of the lord we're no different i understand how this works everyone gives me a smiley face and bobs their head but you're really wondering boy he did a lot of drugs in the 60s i mean <laughs> He never recovered from his happy years. Amen. <laughs> but I understand this. And, and, and then that leads us uh, to number three. What you've got to do is get godly counsel. Yeah. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors there is safety. You've got to get your pastors involved. You've got to get those who have spiritual responsibilities over you for your own good involved. In the multitude, you've got to get a second set of eyes that look at that prophecy once you have it typed out. You've got to get their read of it. You've got to let your pastors pastor your prophecies. It's amazing to me that we pay a pastor to be in charge of whether the driveway needs to be sealed or whether we should paint the sanctuary or whether we need new carpet. Those are all important things. But some of them never pastor their people's prophecies. I I'm telling you, that's part of the leadership's responsibility. You've got to get a second set of eyes on your prophecy. Yeah. He may say, I'm not going to pastor. I'm not pastoral. I'm never going to be pastoral. And he'll get a second set of eyes, and the pastors will say, but that's exactly who you are. That's exactly what we see God doing in your life. Oh, I never thought of that. He could question, evangelistic? I'm not evangelistic. I don't want to be evangelistic. I got saved. And as far as I'm concerned, all those other uh, sinners can go to hell where they belong. Amen. <laughs> But he gets a second set of eyes on the prophecy, the multitude of counselors, and the pastors say, but that's exactly who you are. Oh, I see. So that's the third thing you do. The fourth thing, and I'm done, 
The fourth thing is the most important. And this is the one that almost nobody ever does. Are you taking notes? Good. No, take notes. You're the only person interested in what I have to say. <laughs> so take those notes. The fourth thing you do, write this down, is you wait for confirming circumstances. Write that down. You wait. This is the most important one. You wait for confirming circumstances. What do you mean? I mean you wait. You wait for confirming circumstances. You wait for the opportunity to be pastoral. You wait for the opportunity to be evangelistic. You wait for the Holy Spirit to create the circumstances for your uh, breakthrough. Uh, Gary and his bride wait uh, to pass uh, that baton uh, in the race according to the prophetic word. Uh, that little gal who's 22, she's being prepared for a ministry responsibility. What does this mean? It means that they and you, when you receive a prophecy, you wait for confirming circumstances. Here's the typical reaction I get prophetically. When you spoke over me, Prophet Kramer, you said ten things. None of them were true at that time. Within two years, all ten came to pass. That person waited for confirming or cooperating circumstances. Here's a great example that I'm done. I'll prophesy over more of you, but I'm done sharing. How many want to know the difference between sharing and preaching? The answer, about 45 minutes. Amen. <laughs> so I'm not preaching, I'm sharing. My last point. I uh, received uh, a prophecy. The prophecy said, Alberta, Alberta, Alberta. Obviously a province in Canada. So it was interesting that this Ghanaian, this prophet from Ghana, said that. He didn't know me, and he didn't know that I had been to Canada a million times everywhere except Alberta. So here's what I did not do. I did not go home and go on the Internet and look up all the churches in Alberta and start making phone calls. Hey, I'm an itinerant prophet. You should bring me in. When can we have me? I didn't call all the Canadian guys that I knew, a lot of pastors in a lot of areas. I didn't call them up and say, hey, do you know a guy in Alberta that I should go to because I received prophecy? What did you do, Prophet Kramer? I waited for confirming circumstances. It was like six months later. Maybe it was four, maybe it was six, but it was months later. I'm in my office and I receive a phone call. Yes, it's Prophet Dennis Kramer there, this is he. Well, hi, this is Prophet so-and-so. I have a church here in Alberta, Canada. Would you pray about coming to my church? I said, no. <laughs> I was messing with him. Well, why not? I don't have to pray. When do you want me there? Then I told him the story. Cool. I waited for confirming circumstances. This whole prophetic thing would be a lot easier and would have a lot more validity and credibility if we wouldn't jump the gun, think the prophet missed it. What in the world do you mean a mighty man of valor and the Lord is with me? What do you mean? Uh, you know, we're going to have seed like the, the sand of the show. What are you talking about? Their initial response was wrong and often ours is because we don't wait for what? confirming circumstances. So give the Lord another hand. That was good. Amen.
Amen, amen. Are uh, you guys husband and wife? Yes. What's your first name? Mike. Mike, stand up, Mike, if you would, please. There's another baby girl. Hey, baby girl. It's so nice to meet you. Yes, it is. I have a brand new granddaughter. I have six grandchildren. I have a little baby granddaughter who is now uh, 12, 13, 15 months old. She likes her daddy. Look. And her name is Willow Violet. But how shall I say this? She's a large girl. So I call her Chubba. <laughs> so I can't do that much longer, but I currently call her Chubba. Uh, stand up, sweetheart, if you would, please. Your worship leaning is wonderful. You got that voice. I love it. Let it. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah, you'd like to rip those glasses right off of Pop-Up Kramer, but it's not going to happen. Our Lord told me to tell you he's very pleased with your growth and development as servants in the house. You don't have an agenda other than God's agenda. That's the way he wants it. You'll continue to know his grace and anointing as you continue to align yourself with his agenda. Don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. Walk in the light that you do have. Listen to me. Why would God give you more light to walk in if you were not walking in the light that you do have? So you guys are walking in the light that you do have. Don't overcomplicate this. Just put one foot in front of the other and continue to do what God has called you to do. His leadings, my son, are sometimes not perceivable. Sometimes you don't perceive them. You didn't do anything wrong. But about 80% of God's leadings in your life don't seem like anything supernatural, but they are. God has his hand on your life. It's a miracle that you're alive. Uh, Satan wanted you to put you in a premature grave, but the the spirit of death came off you when I found you and saved you, and I planted your feet upon a solid rock, says the Lord. Uh, and the Lord says, even in your family line, there was a demon, a devil that killed people prematurely. It had you in its sights, and it was going to take you out before your time. But when you came to me in brokenness and humility and in contriteness of heart, you said, God, if you don't save me, I'm not going to make it. You were right. And so God says, oh, oh, oh. Uh, God says, I found you in the nick of time. Yeah, yeah, because you would have made a lousy corpse and you would have made <laughs> and you would have made a lousy prisoner. Yeah, you would have made a lousy inmate. So God says, I found you and I saved you and I brought you into the kingdom. I did a good job. I cleaned you up. I cleaned you up and I filled you up. So get ready for your most productive season in the church, says the Lord. <clears throat> now the Lord says, my daughter, uh, you have not performed, neither have you entertained. You have worshipped me in spirit and truth. That's what I was looking for, someone who would worship me in spirit and in truth. But the Lord says there's an inventory of gifts that are going to begin to rise up on the inside of you. I'm releasing the prophetic in you and through you. It's going to seem wonderfully disruptive, but it's my church, my worship, and my people. So get ready to be interrupted by the Spirit of God and the Spirit of prophecy that's going to come upon you. Get ready to open up and let it go and let it rip. The Word of the Lord, the Word of the Lord, you're pregnant with the Word of the Lord. You're pregnant with the Word of the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. 
And so God says, get ready, gift of prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, get ready to move prophetically. Also, there's a training anointing upon you, a teaching gift that you're going to be able to lay your hands on and impart what you are and what you carry to other people. So get ready, get ready, get ready, a training anointing, a training gift, a new season of releasing into others and depositing, there it is, into others what I have deposited into you. Lord also told me to tell you that you guys have been under a spiritual battle for the last 90 days. It's almost like a demon spirit has marked you too and caused you too to come under this attack. But the Lord would say this morning at sunrise, I sent an angel to uh, cut off this attack. You two are going to begin to enjoy the love and peace and joy that you once had. The battle is going to subside. The battle is going to subside. Joy and peace and joy and peace and joy and peace are going to increase, 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 increase increase on you and you too have been having a conversation about your finances you said God no offense but we've been sowing but we'd like the reaping to commence and God <laughs> says there get ready I'm going to begin to let the reaping overtake the sowing for you too have cast you have cast your bread upon the water now it's many days later uh, now you've cast your bread upon the water, but after many days it returns. Get ready for the return. Get ready for a higher level of financial prosperity, says the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Everybody doing good? Good, good, good. Young man, would you please stand up right where you are? What's your first name? Hey, Jake. Is it Jake? Yep. Hey, Jake. Uh, Lord told me to tell you that you've been battling with some self-image issues. Call it a spirit of inferiority. You've been trying to overcome it for years. You've gone to great lengths to break this thing off of you. But God said, I'm going to heal you and restore you. You're going to start feeling about you the way I feel about you. You are a work under progress. Everybody in this room is. But I, Jake, have begun a very good work in Jake and I will perform it or perfect it or complete it until I come back again. So you are my workmanship. You are my project. I'm in charge. So cast all your, there's also an anxiety issue of your, in your life. It's been there since you were a little boy. I'm breaking anxiety off of you. It will no longer dominate you and whom the sun sets free is free in Indeed. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Amen. Young man, would you please stand up if you would, please? Is that your daddy right here? Huh? Your daddy and your daddy? Huh? And your husband? Is that right? Can you come out here, man of God? Can you scoot through the family there? Good to have you and the family in here. What's your first name? Jason. Hey, Jason. Jason, Lord told me to tell you, get ready to serve the church in ways you've never thought possible. Multi-talented, multi-skilled, anointing, anointing, anointing on you. But you've often said, Lord, I, I'm just not kind of, I'm not given that spiritual stuff. I, I want to be a good man and a solid man and a good father and a good husband. But, but God, I, I, I don't know if I really understand the spirit realm. Yes, you will. I'm going to remove the blinders from your eyes. I'm going to let you see into the spirit realm. The Lord says the gift of discerning of spirits there is going to begin to 
pop up and manifest through your life. I'm going to bless you in the marketplace where you make a living. I'm going to bless the fruit of your hands, the work of your hands. Everything that you touch is going to turn to gold, but you're going to have a greater role in the church. You're going to feel like my gifts, who I am, can impact people. And the Lord told me to tell you, get ready to serve the church that you attend. Get ready to serve your home church in ways that you never thought qualified to serve me in. For the Lord says, I do not call the qualified, I qualify the called. So get ready for opportunity, opportunity, opportunity to come your way. You also have some insomnia issues. Uh, so do you. Stand up real, real quick. I break insomnia off of you. Now you'll sleep like a baby through the night. You've got some on you as well. I break it up of you get ready to sleep through the night says the Lord real quick stand up if you would please what's your first name Kalen cadence. Cadence. cadence cool your mother and father named you cadence let me five and how old are you Twelve. stay away from boys <laughs> when I looked at you there's musical notes jumping all off of you uh, vocal and instrumental so get ready to be anointed in the area of worship instrumentally and also vocally uh, God says I'm speaking to things that are not as if they are but I'm seeing your potential I believe that musical notes are going to bounce off of you come out of your mouth come off your fingertips so get on that keyboard and get ready to be a worship leader for the church of the 21st century says the Lord real quick stand up if you would please what's your first name Maddie. hey Maddie and uh, how old are you you know what I'm going to say, right? Stay away from boys. <laughs> I'm supposed to tell you, get ready to be sensitized by the Holy Spirit. You're going to begin to feel stuff in your gut. You're going to begin to know stuff in your gut. And you're going to go, why do I feel that? And why do I know that? And that's the Holy Spirit. You are moving into another level of maturity as a woman believer, a woman of God. And you're going to begin to know and feel and sense things about other people. And that's going to be a new partnership that you and the Holy Spirit have. They're called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can talk to dad and mom about them. But they're going to begin to bubble up and flow forth from you. You're going to see things in and on people. You're going to know things about people. And then you're going to be able to apply the prescription. And you're going to be able to apply the solution to people's problems. And they're going to say, how did you know that? And you're going to say, well, the prophet came to town and told me that God's going to start telling me things. So just get ready. You're going to have a very productive time with the Lord for the rest of your life if you want to. And you're going to be highly used of the Lord if you want to. And you're going to be able to help many people out of their problems. Isn't that awesome? So welcome to the ministry. You may be seated. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Real, real quick, my dear, would you please stand up? Lord, what's your first name? Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Sarah, the next 90 days is a very significant season for you, especially toward the end of that 90 days. Uh, so get ready, says the Lord, for some progress, for some real understanding about the will of God. Here's what's been wrong in your family line. Nothing personal. But in your family line, there's been a spirit of blindness to spiritual things for many, many decades, even for several generations. But the Lord found you and saved you, and you've often said, Lord, I'm like a miracle. If I mean, Lord, do you, I mean, you know where I come from, but Lord, I'm just like a walking miracle. And the Lord says, yes, you are. But get ready to see things you've never seen before. Get ready to hear the Lord speak to you about your role and about the commitment that he's asking you to make to helping other people. Your greatest joy will be when you open up and pour yourself into other people. That's what ministry is about. It is service to others at the expense of self. 
That's ministry. So get ready for the highest level of joy that you've ever experienced as you pour yourself out into others. But about 90 days from now, certainly toward that, the end of that 90-day period, uh, look for things to begin to correct themselves. You've been looking for a correction in your life, kind of a realigning to the purposes of God. Get ready for that to happen, and you'll be happier than you've ever been. In fact, you have some issues with depression, and it's a generational thing that came from your grandmother to mother to you. Would you take off your glasses? I don't know why I'm supposed to ask you to do that, but just close your eyes. Uh, so, Father, yeah, there it is. I arrest that spirit of heaviness. That means I take authority. Yeah, I take authority over it. It will no longer plague her. It will no longer be in her or on her. Spirit of heaviness, spirit of depression, I command you to take your hands off of her and I in its place release the oil of joy there for the spirit of heaviness. Joy, joy, joy in her, on her, and through her all the days of her life. Amen. Enjoy the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Stand up there, men of God. I like you, if you would, please. What's your first name? David. Hey, David. Uh, David, you have the gift of skepticism. You've been that Amen. way. Amen. That's all right. You've been that way since you were a little boy. You never bought into anything quickly or prematurely. You analyzed every decision frontwards, backwards, sideways. You would take months and years before you would jump into the flow, into the river of God. But the Lord would say, I'm pleased, my son, with the discipline of your life. You check everything. You check and recheck and check and recheck. And you like everything just so. It's got to be just so. And that's the way that I've made you. But my son, I'm bringing you now uh, into a season of greater understanding about the call of God that is upon you. You have much to offer the body of Christ, but it's not going to be done your way. It's going to be done my way. So for the next six months to a year, all you're going to see is a beautiful piece of clay sitting on a potter's wheel. You are that clay. I am that potter. And as you progressively give me permission to form that clay into a vessel of honor that pleases me, you'll become more aware of the call of God upon your life, of the destiny that you have in God, and you will even leave a legacy to younger men. You're going to be a late bloomer. You're going to say, huh, if God could get through to me, if God could make sense to me, he can make sense to anybody. And the Lord told me to tell you, get ready for a dramatic encounter with the living God and the living Savior that will forever transform the way that you are. There are also some seasons of your past, even in your childhood, that were overflowing with trauma. And these traumas affected you emotionally and mentally. But through the laying on of my hand, you're being healed of past trauma. You're being made whole. You are being returned to normal in every sense of that word. Physical health, emotional health, spiritual health is your future. So trust me, says the Lord. Amen. God bless you. I like that man. Amen. Amen, amen. You know, lots of times when the Holy Spirit puts his finger on things, whether it's David or whoever, uh, you have to understand the Holy Spirit. We are dealing with an omniscient being. 
you got to get that. We're not dealing with a really sharp dude. We're dealing with an omniscient being. Always has been, always will be. So when this omniscient being puts his finger on one or two aspects of your life, everybody relax. He's omniscient. He knows everything, always has, always will. So when he puts his finger on a couple areas of your life, just relax. Just remember who's talking to you, okay? Here's what it's like. When I'm in touch with a really intelligent person, uh, by the way, I'm drawn to intelligence. So when I perceive, when I can just tell, man, he or she this is really smart. I'm drawn to that. And I automatically go into a learning mode. And I listen. And I try to learn something from this really smart person. Well, it's the same with the Holy Spirit, except he's way more than really smart. He's omniscient, all-knowing. So when he talks to you, remember who's talking and be open. Just be open to what he might have to say. Get what I'm saying? Okay, good, good, good. All right, good, good, good. Real, real quick, your first name, my dear? Stand up, Joy. If you don't mind. Lord told me to tell you, start laying hands on people and it will activate the gift of God on the inside of you. Stand up there, young man. Are you the drummer? Yes. You're a wild man behind there. Um, I'm going to tell you what I see. A career change is coming. It's going to bring a higher level of income into your lives than you ever thought possible. You'll be trained on the job for this new direction, and you'll become more management and even in the, uh, eventually supervisory. Uh, but in the end, there's ownership, ownership, ownership for you and your wife in a business that's going to cause you two to really, really uh, explore higher levels of wealth and income, and it's going to be an excess and a surplus and an overflow. And you two one day will be able to give away as much as you are currently making. You will be able to write checks and give away as much as you are currently making, says the Lord. Are you husband and wife or you two husband and wife? No. You two. <laughs> you two. Oh, you two. Okay, I want to make sure I got the right couples. You're dating. Okay, that's all right. I didn't know that. But how long have you been dating? A year. How old are you? 19. How old are you? 17. Have you had conversations about getting married? You have. Yeah, you either have or you haven't. She's, everything I say, she's giggling at. No, but you had conversations about getting married. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, I know, are your parents here? Okay. All right, well, you do what you want to do. You do what you want to do, and you do what's in your heart to do. Uh, but listen. Listen, I know everyone giggles. I know everyone giggles, but you've got to understand... I'm not fooling around. Uh, this is not a joke for me, and I'm not trying to make you laugh. Okay, I'm talking about people's lives. And I'm talking about pretty big decisions in people's lives. Amen? And I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. You do what you want to do. Okay, you do what you want to do. Uh, but I do have a reputation for knowing what people should do maritally. Maritally. <laughs> But I will withdraw and hold my opinion to myself. So anyway, uh, you're getting along good. You're talking about things good. And uh, just, just do this. The will of the Lord be done. That should be your position. The will of the Lord be done. You're 17. My clothes are older than you. <laughs> but when you know the will of God, you can certainly get done the will of God and do what God told you to do. So, amen. What I just said is still true about both of you. Uh, whether or not you become husband and wife is your business, uh, but what I said about both of you is still true. So, 
Amen. You may be seated. You guys, husband and wife, did I get the right couple right here? You guys are married to one another, and this is your child. That's a cutie pie. Hi, baby. Oh, look, 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 look. She's a cutie pie. Yes. Why don't you guys stand up, if you would, please. What's your name, sir? Adam. Hey, Adam. And? Kelsey. Kelsey. Hey. Lord told me to tell you guys that you wondered what has been going on for the last year. Even though there's been good times, there's been some not so good times, and you really thought you may have missed God and that for some reason God is punishing you. I'm supposed to tell both of you, God is not punishing either of you. Get it. Get it. God is not punishing either of you. But the Lord is speaking to you. He's trying to draw you into the things of God, but you're being resistant. Here's your problem. You come across like a nice guy, smiley and friendly, but on the inside, God's been dealing with some stubbornness. You have had a history of being slightly stubborn when it comes to certain decisions in life, and you've gotten away with it because you have that look where you can kind of get people to say, uh, uh, oh, okay, but there is a call of God upon your life. As you take this seriously, as you say, well, he said something to Eric. Eric must have said something to him about me. I don't know you from Adam, but there is a call of God upon your life. Oh, your name is Adam, right? That's right. See, I'm even prophetic when I don't mean to be. That's how good I am. But I'm supposed to tell you, there is a legitimate call upon your life, but you're hesitant because you know of the commitment required to walk in that. So you're working hard to be a good father and a good uh, husband, but there is a call of God that you need to pay attention to. So don't put this on her. Don't put this on her. You get alone with God and say, okay, what do you want? Then do this. You got it. Whatever you want. That's all he wants right now. He's not going to give you the details. But he's looking for you to say, okay, I give up. Here, go ahead. And don't be afraid to do it. That's what everybody has to do. And then he'll begin to reveal to you your responsibilities in the kingdom. Isn't that awesome? Okay, I'm also supposed to tell you that you are a burden bearer. You don't like it. Uh, you're an intercessor. You don't like it. You know things about people and things about situations that are very clear to you, but you don't like them because they're burdens. And about a year ago, you began to make a real clear decision to put God even more, number one, in your life than he was before. And you reprioritized your life and you said, I love my husband. I got a beautiful baby, but Jesus, you're number one. God saw that. He committed to you as you committed to him. And you've been asking yourself, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in as a woman of God? And you have graded or rated yourself based on looking at other women and what they've done. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. You are wonderfully unique in who I've made you. Highly creative. You've got creativity that needs to be released in you. Artistic and creative and outgoing and just this extrovert, this blooming, blossoming rose of God. No, that's just who you are. But with the responsibilities of marriage and, and parents, parenthood, uh, you've wondered whether any of that is going to be any good in the church. Absolutely. You both are going to walk in the counsel of God, the light of God, be very productive in the will of God. So I release both of you to new levels of calling and effectiveness and productivity. Oh, and listen to this. Youth, 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 youth ministry. Youth, 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 youth ministry. Youth ministry, youth ministry, youth ministry, youth ministry. Youth, youth, youth. Ministry, ministry, ministry. Youth, youth, youth. Ministry, ministry, 
ministry. Have you gotten that? You may be seated. You may be seated. Real, real quick, young man with a hat on. You're called to evangelism. Get out to the streets and bring him into the kingdom. You may be seated. Young man, please stand up. What's your first name? Noah, Lord is knocking on your heart. He wants a personal relationship and commitment from you that you've been hesitant to give because you don't want to be hurt like you once were. I will not hurt you. I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. But get alone with me. Even get a prayer counselor to work with you on this. But sit down, open up your heart unreservedly and welcome him and receive him. And then don't doubt your salvation again because you vacillate, you fluctuate. You go up and down, up and down, up and down. One day I'm good, next day I'm not. One day I'm saved, next day I'm not lord wants to remove all that doubt and by the way there's a fire that's been lit on the inside of you a passion and a zeal for the things of god that you're not quite comfortable with yet but that's going to overtake your personality your hesitancy to jump into the river and uh, jump in over your head you're afraid to jump in over your head but get ready to jump into the river of god without a fear and with great abandonment and the anointing upon your life is going to dramatically increase and you will carry you will carry an anointing into your generation says the yes. lord you may believe real quick, real quick, real quick. what's your first name elizabeth. hey elizabeth elizabeth between your ears you have a computer <laughs> and it's good when you need the computer it's plugged in and you computerize everything you analyze everything but there are times when you need to unplug the computer and the lord said i'm going to bring you into a season where you're going to unplug your analytical brain and you're going to begin to listen here and i'm going to begin to speak to you for other people so there you just got a deposit in your spirit called prophecy get ready to prophesy over the people that i bring your way says the lord also also the lord's been trying to have a meeting with you about your level of commitment to the lord it's a good level but the lord wants another level so you need to sit down and if there's anything you're saying no about any area of withholding like no nah, not interested in doing that talk to the lord about why you're hesitant and talk it over with him and he will alleviate your fears and he will help you to make a greater commitment to the purposes of God for your life. Amen. You may be seated. You guys, husband and wife, real quick, stand up. What's your first name? Ben. Hey, Ben. Ben, B-E-N? Yep. Hey, Ben, Ann? Emma, Ben and Emma. My granddaughter is named Emma, and the number one woman or little girl's baby name for last year in America was Emma. Ben wasn't even on the list. <laughs> Neither was Dennis. Amen. Thank God. And so how long you love birds been married? I'm making sure they're married. These guys are married. <laughs> um, here's what the Lord showed me. First of all, your family finances. Get ready for an increase. There's going to be an increase in family finances, number one. Number two, I just saw two streams coming in. I don't know if there's one job or two, but I saw two streams of income coming into this uh, marriage. So get ready. The third thing I see is the attack you've been under. Since last October, you guys went through an attack. There's been some physical things happening to you. I'm going to tap you. I break the spirit of infirmity off of your physical body. And now every organ and every system is going to begin to operate properly. There is also, even though you can't see it on you because you're young and have great hair, <laughs> there is a, a mounting stress 
that's been building up on you. And you tend to internalize everything. So she's not even clear on this, but there's a stress on you that I'm going to break off. I break that off of you, and now you're going to take his yoke upon you, which is easy, and only his burden, which is light, there. No other yoke, no other burden. His yoke is easy, burden is light. And so I just see stress, Ben, coming off of you. And I'm supposed to tell you to get ready to report to the leadership of the church you attend. I don't know what church you attend. But a report to the leadership of the church that you attend because they need to begin to train the next generation of deacons. They need to begin to train the next generation of deacons. What church you go to? They need to begin to train the next generation of deacons. And so it doesn't mean you'll qualify, doesn't mean you'll be properly trained or pass the tests, but get ready, report to the leadership and say, I'm willing to do what I can do for the church. Also, some wonderful things are going to happen in the natural. Uh, the home that you're living in, uh, the square footage is too small. You need... <coughs> Amen. You need more square footage to do the will of God. God has already provided for that. So through a series, listen, through a series of unusual events, uh, that building, that home with more square footage will be made available. There's going to be a connection. You don't even know where it is right now. Where in the world could this be? But God's going to make that happen because you will need more square footage in the home to do the will of God. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, real, real quick. I want this row to stand up right here. This row right here. Please stand up. Amen. How are we doing? You have a good anointing. Very good worship leader. But get ready for the gifts to really spring up within you. See, here's what I'm trying to tell you. When you're on the worship team, whether it's Pastor Tom or whoever, um, you have an opportunity, uh, really, to influence the whole church in worship. Well, with the leadership's permission, you also have an opportunity to influence the church prophetically. You're already in the mode. You're already in the stream. You're already moving. And the step from, from worshiping to prophesying is only about a half a step. Get what I'm saying? It's not like you've got to leave one stream and get in another. You're already in the stream. Because, listen, worship is all about the flow. And so is prophesying. I'm in a flow. You can sense it. Yeah. Worshippers, they get it. They, Tom and the other team, they get you in the flow, right? Yep. There's a flow to it, but there's a flow to the prophetic. So to flow from worship leading to the prophetic, just a little sidestep, just a little sidestep. Amen. Your first name? Luke, Luke, the last six months, you've made great progress in your spiritual growth. Uh, don't let it go. Keep pressing in. Uh, to the things of God, there, a new fire was just placed on the inside of you, a zeal for the Lord's uh, house. Leadership in your generation, I see you opening the Bible and beginning to share with others how to come to Christ. You're going to be expert at bringing people into the new birth, says the Lord. You may be seated. I'm your first name? Linda? Lily. Oh, hey, Lily. Excuse me, I'm trying to do my job here. Would you... <laughs> Would you keep it down when I'm trying to prophesy, if you don't mind? I got a job to do. <laughs> Lily, right? Uh, Lily, as you lay your right hand on people, it's going to begin to activate 
prophetic gifts on the inside of you. It won't happen when you're far away, which is what you'd like. It's only going to happen when you introduce yourself and make yourself available to that person and to the Holy Spirit. So when you lay your right hand on people, it's going to activate a prophetic gift in you. It doesn't mean that every time you do this, you've committed to something, but don't be afraid, says the Lord, to lay your hands on people. And when you do, your right hand specifically, when you do, it will activate a prophetic gift in you. Then you can begin to prophesy. Isn't that awesome? Welcome to the ministry. You may be seated. What's your first name? Joey. Joey? Hey, Joey. Joey, I'm supposed to tell you God has uh, uh, been uh, overseeing your safety. Uh, there was an angel released into your life many years ago. Had that angel not done his uh, um, job, uh, we all would have attended your funeral instead. Uh, the hand of the Lord is upon you to protect, to guide, and now to impart. He is imparting there. He is imparting supernatural abilities into you to make you a witness to your generation. You'll be bold. You'll be unapologetic. Uh, you will stand as a woman of God, a woman of the Spirit. I'm supposed to tell you now your angelic protection is being increased to two beings. The one being's been there since you were nine. The second being has just been released into your life today. Two angelic beings. Not only will they protect you, but they will begin to make a way where there is no way. You've been praying, Lord, I've got specific plans and I, I, I know what I want to do. I'd like him to confirm that what I know I want to do is you, all right? What you know you want to do is me, says God. So step into the preparation period that I have ordained for you. For the Lord would say that a willow tree can pop up in a year or two, but an oak tree takes 30 years. In other words, it takes longer for an oak tree. So don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a rush. In your patience, possess your own soul. But know this, I am preparing you for greatness in the kingdom of God, says the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. And your first name? Talon. Talon like the bird claw. <laughs> wow. T-A-L-O-N? T-A-L-L-O-N. Way cool. I've never met a Talon before. What's your middle name? Wynn. Wynn. How do you spell that one? W-Y-N-N-E. I bet nobody has a problem with your name ever. You've never had to spell it before to anybody. Here's what I'm supposed to tell you. I just saw you, and I saw a bunch of your Christian friends around you, and they all stepped into the river quite a while ago, but you're standing on the shore. You're real close to them. You're shaking their hands, and they're in the river of God, and they're enjoying the move of God, and they've welcomed the Holy Spirit, but you're kind of on the shore. Now, you're smiling, and you're shaking hands, but you haven't, you haven't stepped in to the river of God. Here's what that means. It means that you're afraid of failing. You're afraid of disappointing God. You have compared yourself to everybody else and said, well, I, I can't and I don't and I won't. Those are three lies you bought into. You have been marvelously, wonderfully created uniquely to be Talon Win. That's who you are. You're not her or her or him, him and him. You are you. And you need to step into the river of God, which means you need to take the plunge into the supernatural realm that you feel unqualified to step into because you've said, God, 
I don't even want to admit this, but I don't see, I don't hear, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, you're my Savior, but after that, the Holy Spirit's like a big, big question mark to me, a big mystery. And God says, don't you worry about a thing. I'm an excellent teacher and communicator, and I'm going to teach and communicate to you exactly the plan and purpose of God. But you need to get with some of your friends that are already in the river and say he was right. Fear has dominated your life for the last time. You can't see this on the surface, but the root of your issue is fear. And fear has torment. And you have developed a false personality to to mask the fear that resides in you. God doesn't want you to be motivated by fear. So I think you're a great young man, but I know what I know. I snapped the neck there of the spirit of fear that has dominated you for the last time. And now you're going to jump in, you're going to plunge in, and you're just going to move in the river of God. So get with some of your friends, pray that prayer and say he was right. You have nothing to fear. You can trust me, says the Lord. You may be seated. Amen. By the way, I'll be right with you. How old are you? How old are you? 15? Wow. That's scary. By the way, you have an outstanding web page. Your mission statement is the best I have ever read. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you. I don't know who crafted it. I don't know who. Have you, have you read I mean, I, I think it was on the screen this morning, but I looked it up on my phone because I knew I was coming here and I couldn't remember the name of the church, so I had to look it up. So I real, click, real quick clicked on your mission statement. You need to know what your mission statement is. It's awesome. I honestly think, man, every church ought to have that mission statement. So anyway, yeah, yeah, what a, be right with you. <laughs> we are raising up radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God and people from the next generation who love deeply, serve sacrificially, speak truthfully, live holy, and go globally in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit calling all people to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Woo! Man. Man, I want to go to that church. That is awesome. And then you said some other things in and on your webpage that unfortunately we have to address. And they were addressed very well. There wasn't an ounce of compromise in what you said, but it wasn't you know, overly harsh or judgmental. But you had to address some things that find their way into our sanctuaries. And I really want to give you guys credit for that. How many know what I mean? You know, uh, anyway, I could get into that. But anyway, your website's awesome. And uh, you'll see what I mean if you go to it. You had to address some behaviors, and you had to address some positions people take. And, and it was just uh, wonderfully done. I don't know who wrote it, but it was wonderfully done. It's an awesome website, awesome uh, mission statement. And uh, I just thought it was Pastor very... Tom. Pastor Tom, where's Tom? You know, Tom, I don't care what people say about you, Tom. <laughs> 
I want you to know that I really like you, and that was very, I mean, you, you can really write, very well done, very well done. Amen. Give Tom a hand. Okay. Amen. This is the cute baby section. Why is he over there? Because the Lord told me to. Well, I don't like that. I don't care. <laughs> Hang in there. I'll be with you in a minute. First name again? Cassidy. Cassidy uh, there's a leadership call over you. It just happens naturally. You find yourself calling up people. I don't know why I'm doing this. You find yourself calling up people and just saying, hey, how you doing? You're very pastoral, very relational. But I see you on the phone. Uh, people open up to you. The other day, some young women opened up to you and went, man, that's quite a... And some of the stuff they've been opening to you, opening up to you about has been a bit overwhelming. So I'm supposed to tell you, don't take it upon yourself. Don't take what they're putting on you upon yourself. When you're in leadership, you, you can't let it over... Whelm you get what I'm saying so be careful that you don't let the burdens and problems of others says the Lord overwhelm you you can be there mercifully sympathetically compassionately empathetically but you can't let it bring you down get what I'm saying so God's going to help you with that balance between empathy uh, but not letting it defeat you you get what I'm saying okay but I see young women being drawn to you um, I also see you uh, dealing with some issues how old are you Okay, um, so if your parents are here, that'd be good. And I can say this in the right way. Your parents here? Okay, your parents saved? What's your, maybe your mom is okay. Well, I can say this because I'm saying it publicly, but I see uh, young people coming to you about issues of sexuality. Get what I'm saying? Uh, and you're very mature in this area. You really are very mature in that area, even though you're a kid. To me, you're 16. Uh, but I do see young people coming to you, even about issues of their own sexuality. And I'm supposed to tell you that you have a lot of insight in that area, wisdom from God, and you're going to be able to direct people in that area of their personal sexuality. Is it okay for me to say that? Okay, good. And uh, also, you have a hidden talent, a hidden talent uh, that God wants you to begin to grow and to develop, and it is musical in nature. And so God says, get ready for that gifting to come more to the forefront, and it will even open some doors, some ministry opportunities for you, says the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Amen, sweetie pie. What's your first name? Emily. Hey, Emily. And she's 16, but you're 15 and a half. Just turned 15. Okay, good. When you turn 66 in two weeks, you, you, never, you never say I'm 65 and a half or I'm 63 and a half. We don't do that anymore. But when you're really, really young, you can still, you know, say you're a half. Okay, but you just turned 15. Okay. Lord, uh, I'm supposed to tell you, uh, I just saw you with the Bible in front of you. Uh, God's going to give you a brand new hunger for his word. And I see you turning the pages of the Bible. And I see verses jumping off of the pages. And I see you just devouring them. So the Lord is going to give you uh, a hunger there, a hunger for the written word. We're supposed to be a people of the word. 
And so number one, God's going to give you a greater hunger for his word. And I saw you turning the pages and even writing down key verses that God is going to give you. I'm also supposed to tell you that you're concerned about your future. You want a one-year plan, then you want a five-year plan, then you want a 10-year plan, and you want the Lord to give you all the details of the plan. And the Lord would say, none of your business. But the Lord told me to tell you, but you know you have been. The Lord told me to tell you he has everything under control. Control. Trust me on a daily basis and enjoy the life that I have given you. It's time to enjoy the present. Enjoy the day. Uh, in the Lord's Prayer, it talks about, you know, deliver us from evil, you know, and give us, you know, this day our daily bread. And so you need to believe God daily for bread and not get ahead of the Lord. You're okay. Everything's on track. You're right where you belong. So don't worry about it. Also, what's going to happen is that um, the Holy Spirit wants to come upon you in a way that you're going to experience uh, for the first time a brand new level of power there. On the count of three, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you in a brand new wave. You're going to feel heat there go through your body just as I said it. That's the fire of God coming upon you and going in you. So there's a wave. There it is, a second wave of power and might there you are, you're being filled again to overflowing with the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. In the Bible, he is likened unto wind and water and oil. You're being nailed. Wind, water, and oil. You're going to begin to pray in more languages than you ever thought possible. Unlearned languages. Kanshela, epas, kasansen, shetas, wuguts. So you're going to begin to speak in a lot of languages you never learned. Welcome to the ministry. Amen. 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 And amen. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. Okay, 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 okay. Amen. Real, real quick, will you stand right up if you would, please? What's your first name? Hannah. Hey, Hannah Banana. What's your middle name? Janine. Janine. My daughter's name is Hannah. And uh, uh, we call her Hannah Banana. Uh, Lord told me to tell you that you have great anticipation, uh, great excitement. You have great faith. Uh, that's all part of faith. Excitement, anticipation, that's faith. You are excitable. You anticipate great things from God. You've not been disappointed. God has blessed you. Um, I see your mornings have been blessed. He blesses you in the afternoon, blesses you at night. You go to bed at night thanking him. You're very praiseworthy, very thankful, very grateful. This is all part of the spirit God has put in you. You're just a grateful kid. You're just thankful for all the blessings of God. And I'm supposed to tell you that the last year of your life has been difficult. By any standard, you've had to walk through a number of uh, uh, very difficult things. But I'm supposed to tell you from the Lord that you've handled them all very well. You have been a very capable servant, uh, sort of self-sufficient, sort of independent, sort of a woman's woman, and uh, that's just who God's made you. Uh, is that the mom? And so you got a lot of that from her, um, but you've done very well the last year navigating through some difficulties. What grade are you in? I'm in 
10th. I'm supposed to tell you that academically, anyone would be pleased with how you're doing, but there's going to be greater academic performance and rewards. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So get ready for that. I am also supposed to tell you that there's going to be uh, like an internship, like a ministry opportunity to spread your wings and explore the ministry. So when that internship presents itself, jump into that and learn the ropes, says the Lord, for there is indeed a ministry call upon your life. Uh, no one knows this but me, but there's some torment that's been taking place at night. Um, the days are good. I know. I have absolutely no defense when a woman starts to cry. So if you want my wallet with the money in it, just walk up to me. Just look me in the eye and start crying if you're a woman. I'll just give you my money, keys to my car, whatever you want. Just, I have no defense, so wait a minute. So no one knows this, but for about the last year and a half, Usha, Kimbata Moska, you've been under an attack at night. There's been some pain involved. The spirit has been lying to you. Terrible lies. It's a mental attack. Uh, and the Lord told me to tell you it's a spirit. You didn't imagine it. You've been afraid, ashamed, embarrassed. None of that's true. I mean, it just doesn't need to be. You've been under an attack. You're a victim here. So I prophesy over you sweet sleep. I prophesy over you deep sleep. I prophesy over you therapeutic sleep. I prophesy a gift of sleep to you from God. And I expose the devil and his lies. He is the father of them. And I expose the lies that have come against you in the name of Jesus. From now on, go to bed with your armor on, including the helmet of salvation. And I, I prophesy that this demonic attack will cease and desist in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That was good, wasn't it? Huh? That was good. Amen. Now, it's Hannah's fault that I wasn't over here sooner <laughs> because she delayed me. So, I mean, you guys, husband and wife, real quick, stand up, if you don't mind. I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. Uh, but I saw your names appearing on the new title of a property somewhere, somehow. There's something happening with another property. Your names were just written on that deed of another new property that you've never owned. So somewhere, somehow, in the plan of God for you, there's going to be signatures of you two on the deed of a new property somehow, says the Lord. So get ready. You may be seated. Are you guys husband and wife? Yeah. Stand right up. Uh, the Lord says, the future is mine. What's your first name? Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Ann? Donna? Hey, Donna. God bless you. It'll be okay. Don't start crying. And the Lord told me to tell you that your financial future is in his hands. As you increase your sowing, you will increase your reaping. Did you hear what I just said? As you increase your sowing, you increase your reaping. Someone's got to preach on sowing and reaping. We didn't make this up. But whatsoever, listen, whatsoever a husband and wife sows, guess what he reaps? What they've sowed. So in that sense, your prosperity is more self-determined than you may think because you reap what you sow. So God's going to help you financially as you increase your sowing. The reaping will be there. Don't fear, don't worry, don't fret. You come from a background where fear dominated your family and dominated your upbringing. There were times when, when you just 
didn't even realize the amount of fear that surrounded you. But when you came into the kingdom, God broke about 50% of that off of you. But still, even in your own mind and thought processes, fear has dominated you. But the dominance of fear is coming off of you and out of you. And now you're going to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And fear is simply no longer going to dominate your life. Isn't that awesome? You've been a victim of fear. And I just broke its neck. Fear has torment. So all the torment you've been addressing, the root cause is fear. Fear has torment. I snapped its neck, and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. Amen. I'm supposed to tell you, uh, are your parents still alive? Yes. Your dad and mom both yes. still alive? Are they in this room? No. Okay. Uh, there was an incident that goes back to your childhood between you and your dad. There was there's a father wound in your heart left over from that incident. The Holy Spirit will take you back to that incident and say, that's what he was talking about. The Lord wants to close or heal that father wound in your heart. Doesn't mean he wasn't a great dad. Just that something that was done or not done, something that was said or it wasn't said, there's just a healing that wants to take place in your heart left over from an incident with your dad. I see father wounds a lot, right? I had, I know, I had several in my life and I was in my late 50s and the Holy Spirit woke me up in the morning and said, remember this between you and your dad? Yeah. He said, that's still in you. Mm-hmm. I thought that was odd for him to say, what? Mm-hmm. That's still in you. I went, oh, okay. That happened when I was 10. Then he said, remember this incident between you and your dad? Uh, no, sorry, the first one was, uh, that, remember that between you and your mom? Yeah, it was when I was 10. That's in you. Oh, I was born again, spirit-filled, in ministry for decades. The Holy Spirit said, that's in you. Oh, when I was 10. Then he took me to an incident with my dad when I was 16. Remember that? Of course he knew I remembered that. Yeah, that's in you. Oh, okay. Then he took me to an incident that took place uh, uh, after that. And uh, uh, he said, that's still in you. So let me get the chronology. One incident took place when I was 10. The other one took place... uh, when I was 12 or so. The other one took place when I was 16. And he then took me to an incident that took place uh, when uh, I had been saved for many, many years. And he said, that's still in you. So I said, okay. I didn't argue. I didn't debate. I didn't quote scripture to him. Don't you love that? Mm -hmm. Who do you think you're quoting scripture to? It's the Holy (laughs) Spirit. So I said two words, yes, Lord. And just do that. There'll be a tremendous healing for you. But those things were in me. Come on. He does it for your good. He wants you to be whole. So anyway, uh, regarding your financial future, God's going to bless you both. And I see 401K and pension and enough money to live off of in the, in the future, so don't worry about that. I am also supposed to tell you that you two are a walking miracle. Your spiritual lives have been resurrected. You've now reprioritized your life, and you've made him the Lord of your lives. There's nothing to be th- being withheld. There's no compromise in either of you. You two have got aboard the ship. I don't know where you once were, but do you go to church here? Yes. Okay, you're on. Do you go to church here? Yes. 
okay, you're on the right ship. You jumped the old ship and got on the right ship. And I'm supposed to tell you that the sky is the limit. That means you two are going to grow by leaps and bounds over the next three to five years. And I'm supposed to tell you with all due respect, put your past theological training behind you because it'll do you no good to step into the move of God that he now has prepared for both of you. I just saw you open up the Bible and say, God, speak to me out of the scriptures. And I see a number of verses coming to you as you begin to labor in the word. I'm supposed to tell you that are you, do you have any brothers and sisters, any siblings? Yes, I have one, uh, one sister, two brothers. Okay, are they in this room? Okay, uh, there's going to be some healing between all of you, and the Lord is going to use you to introduce them to what has saved you. Uh, if I can be honest with you, there has been a spirit of self-destruction that's run rampant in your family line. It's just been passed down from one generation to another, but you're spared because you came to the Savior, but God's going to use you to help them come out of some of those addicted lifestyles, and uh, the gospel is the power of God to salvation. So don't worry. Don't feel pressured. Don't, you know, you know i got to do something. You know, don't get in the car. He's going to say, wait, wait, wait. He said to wait. He said to wait for confirming circumstances. <laughs> just wait because the opportunity will present itself. Isn't that awesome? Last but not least, in your physical body, there needs to be some uh, systems, some organs healed, yep. and some systems are uh, rejuvenated. And I could go into detail, but I'm not a doctor, but I know what I know, and so do you. And so the Lord says organs and systems, okay? Organs and systems are being healed and restored, and everything is going to work on time. There's a new order to your health coming. A new sequence is coming to your physical body, if you get what I'm saying. And so everything, I just saw it healed there. That which has plagued you there was just healed and there'll be no question because you're going to return to normalcy in your physical health isn't that amen. cool let me five you may be seated may god bless you may be seated amen real real quick my dear would you please stand up if you would please what's your first name ann oh hey hannah yeah right 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 and uh hannah good to have you here where do you go to church good how long have you been a member wow so brand new Cool. Have you ever been in a meeting like this before? Mm-hmm. I could tell. <laughs> no, I could tell. You're checking me out. Well, she is, because that's what she does. You have a higher level of intelligence than people give, it, give you credit for. You're not done educating it. There's some more courses, some more training for your level of intelligence. The last um, six months, especially the last month, have been very difficult for you. No one here knows this, but you've gone through some losses in your life, and it's left you uh, feeling high and dry, just very much in pain. I'm supposed to tell you that the God that I represent loves you. He's for you. He wants to heal you, and you were done wrong. You were done wrong. And God told me to tell you, I bind up brokenhearted people. I brought you, Hannah. I brought you, Hannah, to heal you from the inside out. Don't do anything. I'll do it for you. You're going to leave here whole for the first time in your life. You're going to leave here whole for the first time in your life, says the Lord. You're about to have an experience with the Holy Spirit, which is going to be life-changing. You're not going to fear spiritual things. There's nothing to fear. It's all new, so I get it. I have to be a real 
hard pill for you to swallow because this is all new. But you're really going to understand spiritual things. You're going to adapt to them very well. And you're going to have a wonderful encounter and relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's going to be life-changing. So you're really open to stuff, but you like to do things your own way and at your own pace. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm not going to rush you, push you, or shove you. But get ready. Your eyes are about to be opened to spiritual things. And you're going to say, this is what I've always wanted. This is what I've been waiting for. So get ready to have an incredible supernatural encounter with the Holy Spirit. Slap me five. Amen. Good, good, good. All right, let's all stand this morning. Come on, come on, come on. Let's stand. Everyone lift your hands. I'm almost done. Lift, lift your hands. Um, someone here is having an allergic reaction to a medication. You're almost thinking of getting off of it. But before you get in your car today, uh, the allergic reaction that you have in your body to that medicine is going uh, to end and you're to stay on that medicine for its full time, its complete regimen, but you're having an allergic reaction to it, you were thinking of coming off it, you're being healed right now, but stay on the meds, let the doctor tell you to come off the meds. Number two, there is a breathing difficulty within your left lung that's being healed, it's just an ongoing inflammation or congestion in the left lung uh, that is being healed, your full Breathing capacity uh, is being restored. There is a young woman that gave birth. You have a baby uh, with you, not very old, but you are aware uh, of uh, the gynecologist has told you about a cyst in the left side of your body. Uh, that will be taken care of. Don't worry. Don't fear. Don't fret. Uh, God has everything under control in that area. There was also someone that injured your uh, neck and right shoulder blade up near the collarbone area around the back, but you have an injury in the right side, sorry, the right side and of your neck and down to the right uh, shoulder area. Uh, that injury is being healed. The stiffness and the pain uh, is leaving your body now. There was also someone here, I think you're a married couple, you have a child at home who's not well, you're to go home and lay your hands on that sick child that will be healing in that little baby's uh, body. Uh, left knee, uh, injury uh, from an injury your left knee uh, is being restored stiffness uh, is being removed uh, the injury healed but the stiffness didn't leave if that makes sense uh, so stiffness in the left knee is being restored arthritis in the right elbow is being healed you'll no longer have that cracking and that pain in your right elbow that is coming off of you and out of you uh, there was someone that's been suffering with migraines. These migraines start in the, in the back of your head at the top of your neck, and they migrate over the top of your head, and then they just meet at your forehead, <laughs> and just debilitating migraines. That is a history that you've had. You can't treat them, but that is coming off of you, and so those migraine headaches are leaving you forever as says the Lord. There's a young married couple that you have a child 
Uh, the second child has, uh, the attempt to have a second child has met with some bad news from the doctors, but um, get ready for another miracle. Uh, get a name ready for uh, that second uh, little one, uh, says the Lord. And now, Father, I'm doing this one last thing because you told me to. I speak to the atmosphere over this church. And I command it to change. I speak into it. I speak miracles and healings into this atmosphere. Let it reside here forever, a deposit of the Holy Spirit upon this church and on this people of miracles and healings, O oh God. Let this atmosphere change forever. Let this atmosphere change the people that come into it. Let it be an umbrella over this church that people who come under it are healed of incurable diseases and ailments. Shambate kabastalada. Let healings proliferate. Geleba. Let testimonies come of what happened to people during the week just being here in the sanctuary. Let them leave with the healing power of God on them and let Pastor Eric and Pastor Tom and the leaders receive the reports, the good reports, the testimonies of the healings and the miracles. Lord, I release healings and miracles into this house in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. You may be seated.